Welcome to week seven of Your Town Crime. This week we visit Oconto, Wisconsin. We learn there's more to Wisconsin than Green Bay Packers and cheese. We talk about frogs. A lot of frogs. We also bring you a double murder that was recently solved after more than 40 years. Hello and welcome back to Your Town Crime. We're back for another week. Thank you for coming back. This is our number seven, right? Number the seventh episode. Seventh one. Seventh one. So, if this is your first episode, go back and find our uh, our first six episodes on our website or any place that you listen to uh, listen to podcasts. And if you can't find it on that one, go to a different one and find it. <laughs> I don't know. So, you can find us somewhere. Uh, just, just look, it shouldn't take, take you too long. So last week we were at Hilton Head, South Carolina. This week, Shannon, we are in Oconto, o- Oconto, <laughs> Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Now, now we've recorded this, uh, we're recording this thing in, uh, the end of September, uh, the end of this week, a new TV show or a new season. Oh yeah. No, today. Today? Today. Dum, dum, dum. Today. I'm, I'm going to fact today check myself, the, Jason, but I'm pretty sure. Today's the 27th, yes. Ryan was super excited. Yeah, it is today. I looked it up. Yes, yeah, 27th. Um, 27th Have you got it recording? September. I do not. You better go record oh, it. I can't believe you. Like, I can do it. <laughs> I can do it from here. I can do it. Hang on. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to keep talking. Can I keep talking and do this? I don't know. Yes. Anyway, Ryan was super Fargo. excited about Fargo. Yeah, Fargo's coming out. Uh, evidently this season we've got some Chris Rock. Uh-huh, which is going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's always good. Chris Rock, thank you for, for acting again. Uh, I haven't seen you in a while. Glad you're glad you're doing Fargo. <laughs> I can't wait to see what that's all that's about. That's going to be really interesting. I know. Seeing him do that. Yeah. They've all been so good. My favorite has been season one. Okay, then. <laughs> Season and two. One. I like season two also. Season one. All right, let's recap Fargo. Since we're talking about Wisconsin and Far- Wisconsin, come on. You know, you've got to, I know you're probably like, oh, Fargo. Somebody's talking about Fargo. But, man, we love Fargo. Everybody yeah. in the country loves Fargo. So, we're going to talk about it a little bit. So, so what happened? What season one recap? Quick, who was that? That was um, uh, that Billy was after, Bob Thornton. That was after the movie. I kind of followed the movie. Mm-hmm. It was, that was Billy Bob Thornton season, right? Did you hear that? No. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Billy Bob Thornton. Thornton. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton was in the first season, right? Yes. That's what you said. Yeah. And then that in the second season, the guy from the movie with Johnny Depp, he had the red hair. The butcher. Yes. That was the second. Yeah, he was on. Uh, he's. Re- I really like. Yeah, him. he's really. Oh man. I can't remember his name, but I've liked him in every yeah. thing he's been in. He was on uh, Breaking Bad too. Oh yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so. I didn't get into that as much. As yeah, I my really got did. into Breaking Bad. Let's see, what's that dude's name? Oh, I know him, and he was also in. Uh, you ever watch Black Mirror? No. On Netflix, he was in a, a, a one of the best. I think he might have won an award for that episode. Okay. A Black Mirror. J- Jesse, 
is his name? Hang on just one that second. That could be. I'm going to find it. But that was, he was, uh, see, we didn't, we didn't talk about this. He was, uh, what's her name's wife, right? Kristen Dunst. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wife. Yeah. Kristen Dunst. Can't believe I forgot her name. Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons. That's it. Patrick Wilson and Ted Danson. I forgot he was in that also. Ted Danson? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesse Plemons, man. I'm sorry I forgot your name. I got the first name. I remembered your first name, Jesse. Sorry, man. But uh, you are a great actor. So hopefully me saying that makes up for forgetting your last name. But he's been in a lot of stuff. The Irishman. Oh, yeah. Uh, come on. IMBD says known for Battleship. Come on, man! Don't put Battleship. He's been a lot better stuff than Battleship. I didn't even watch Battleship, but Patrick Wilson. Remember him? Patrick Wilson. He was the sheriff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's a good actor. Kristen Dunst. Okay, then that was one of how <laughs> him and Kristen Dunst. Pat, uh, no, not. Uh, Jesse and, and Kristen were, had a scene together, mm-hmm. and they were, okay then, okay then, <laughs> okay then. And me and my wife, we did that for a while. Like, we wore it, wore it out. So if I said, okay then, right now, she she would give me one back. So. <laughs> All right, that's fun. That's enough of Fargo. Uh, Wisconsin, you ever been there? I have not. I've not been there either. Uh, Green Bay Packers, they're, it's a, they're always pretty – that's a pretty big team for me. Reggie White was one of my favorite football players. He played for Tennessee, and he played for for them. Uh, give it up to Tennessee for being one and zero. One and zero. We won a game yesterday, September twenty sixth. So you know where we're at. Talking about current events in the not current time. It's, <laughs> it's back back to the future. Make you. What were you doing in September? <laughs> September 26th, 27th. What were you doing? Think back. <laughs> well, that's where we're at. We were riding a high of a win. Yes. Uh, let's see. COVID. Let's just give an update for September 27th. How about it? The fires in California hadn't heard much about it on the news this week, but they mm-hmm. are still going on. Okay. There's, there's fires in Colorado. Um, see, my friends that live down close to Fresno, I thought they were in Northern California, but they're down closer to Fresno. Uh, they're still under a voluntary... The last I heard, they're still under a voluntary um, evacuation. So okay. I haven't heard any updates, but I hope they're doing well. Uh, let's see, what else? COVID still going on. Uh, school's still going on. We've got college footballs come back, so at least that's good. The cases in our county are now down. Uh, you know, back in August, it was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. We had a big bump up, uh, more than doubled the the total positive cases but now at the end of september we're back to we almost had as many positive cases at the end of august as we did total cases at the beginning of august in our okay. county uh now we're down below 100 we've been oh wow that's awesome 68 this week i think uh, 68 uh, people positive this week so that was great it went up to i think it's 80 something today so things are turning out better here, but I did hear in the Midwest that there is a little spike going on right now. So I read that too. I don't know if that included Wisconsin or not. Also, I saw a story which reminded me, I don't know why, 
because that's not related. I guess water and stuff. Well, you work in water, so you know. But did you hear about the story in Texas where a six-year-old died from a brain Brandy, eating? Yes, I got text that this morning. Uh, yeah. Now he that listen, it's not in your water supply. Just to ease everyone, <laughs> it's not in your water supply. It wasn't coming out of somebody's faucet. They didn't get a brain eating aneba from their bathtub or anything like that. They narrowed it down to either water in a hose, a garden hose, or a splash pad. Okay, oh. so splash pad people out there, if you are in control of a splash pad, please, please make sure that your chlorine is up to kill all that stuff. And I know we did it as a kids, but drinking out of a garden hose is not the best thing in the world. Yeah. Also, you know, let... Before your kids play in it, like r- rinse it out. Get some good because that, that w- there's water in your garden hose right now. Mm-hmm. There's water in it sitting there from the last time you used it, and it's gonna sit there. I mean, if it's a month ago, you still got water in your hose. It's been sitting there for a month. Mm-hmm. So flush it out. Let let you know test it. Put your put your hand. Let it run over your hand. Get good cool water. You know it's coming from inside your house, which is coming from the main. It's gonna have chlorine in it. It's gonna kill all that stuff. And I know you hate chlorine. But there have, you know, this is pretty rare for somebody to die from, from water. Can you have too much chlorine? You can, but it's highly regulated. There are meters all over your water plant uh, that and alarms that, that tell you if you're feeding too much chlorine. What about in a pool? In a pool, you can have too much. Like you add chlorine to a pool. But it's better to have too much than too little. There's a point there that it, I mean, there's I mean, a you point. don't want skin you rashes, yeah. but I mean, if you're, if you're burning your skin, there's too much in there. That's <laughs> not a good thing, you know, but there, I don't know. I don't know pool regulations. I don't have a pool, so I don't know that, but water, um, my water. husband judges it by if it's clear, we're good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't, can't talk about the pool, uh, but chlorinated water, uh, is, is a good thing. Uh, people, people don't die from chlorinated water. It might taste bad. You might not like it. Uh, get a filter. Get a Brita. I mean, that's fine. It's uh, better than it's a better. I don't care. It doesn't hurt my feelings if you get a Brita filter. Uh, but we need, I mean, we have stopped so many things uh, since the invention of, of, since we started putting chlorine in water. Since clean water is very important to the health of humans. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the no, first time ever yeah. <laughs> from I'm, here. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Think about all the sicknesses that were caused by dirty water. I mean, throwing in, in sewage too. Uh, the sewer, you know, that's pretty big. That's my job. That's what I do. So it's pretty big. There was, I mean, there's been plagues uh, that were caused by, by throwing your sewage out on the street. And, 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 you know, it killed, it's killed millions of people. All right. So getting off water, we've been all over the place. We have. All right. So Oconto, Wisconsin. All right, back to it. We've we've had several minutes of of just chit chatting. So now here we are for the show. So on the map, if you're looking at it, Oconto is located. It's in it's in Green Bay. Okay. It's just north of Green Bay, Wisconsin, the the city of Green Bay. So it's on the Green Bay, uh, not too far north of, of the city. So getting getting close to the northern panhandle of Michigan up in that area okay. uh, it's a small town the population of uh, about 4500 and uh, we'll just dive right into the history if you want to okay let's, good? let's do it all right so uh, every week it seems like we're talking about the Native Americans and how awful they were treated 
Yes. Uh, that's pretty pretty common. I'm glad that that we're we're seeing that trend and talking about it because I'm learning a lot. Every city, and we have been coast to coast. Yes. Yeah. It's wild. We yeah. were very mean. Yeah, they've all been treated badly. And some of the stuff I want to talk about tonight was recent. Oh, man. Like in her, her parents' lifetime, in the 70s, like some of this stuff happened. Ugh. So it's crazy. So I'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, uh, speaking of Native Americans, um, in Oconto, uh, there's a copper culture state park. And it goes back to the copper age. Uh, five, th- five to 6,000 years ago, there's a burial ground that is there. So people have been there for at least five, five to 6,000 years. Wow. And... Um, and there's some one date that I found that people had been there for ten thousand years, so people have been here for a while. Dang. And uh, the Native American People's Group that I'm gonna talk about in a second. What? Dang. What? I said, dang. Dang. <laughs> the, Na- the Native American People's Group that I talk about in a little bit. I'll I'll go more into depth there. Um, uh, it was re uh, the burial grounds. I'll go into that for a second. The burial grounds were rediscovered in 1952 by a 13 year old boy. Uh, he was playing an old quarry in an old quarry, and he was digging around, and he found some human bones. And they came and investigated, and they're like, "Wow, this is a major historic find." Whoa! And uh, found bones that were five to six thousand years old. It's the oldest cemetery in the state of Wisconsin, and one of the oldest in the world, or in the in the United States. Wow! So that they found. Uh, so that's that's pretty neat. Um, I would not have wanted to be the boy that found those. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, kids find a lot of stuff here here close to us. There's uh, the Lost Sea, mm-hmm. and uh, teenagers found. They didn't find it. The Native Americans knew about it. I'm sure they knew that there was water down there, but I think he kind of, the water level was low, the story is, and he kind of found the, the lake that is in the Lost Sea. Um, and then they busted through a wall and, and made it a tourist attraction. So go see the Lost Sea in East Tennessee. All right, so uh, getting back to Wisconsin, uh, after he found that, they f- they they created the park. I guess they did some archeo- archaeological digs, and you can go to that state park, I'm sure, and, and learn a lot more about it. Uh, so if you're in that area and you do want to visit this place, uh, go to that state park and, and uh, see what you can find. Um, the people that were the people that were buried there, their descendants include the. This is hard to say, so I'm going to try to... We've got a few of these tonight. Yes. So, uh, the Menomee people, and that's the wild rice people. I'm going to get, get into them a little bit more later and talk about them specifically in this podcast. Uh, but they've got a 354-square-mile uh, reservation in Wisconsin right now. But they are the descendants of the uh, the people that were found in that, in that uh, burial site. They've got about 8,700 members right now. Hmm. So... Uh, and they, I said they had 354 square miles in the reservation. Uh, their historic lands included 10 million acres. Whoa. So, uh, and that's all they get. They got 354 square miles, which is not a lot mm-hmm. of land. And they almost got that, that little bit of land taken away. So I'll talk about that later, too. I'm going to get into it just in a second. All right, quit saying that and just get to it. <laughs> all right. The French uh, were the first uh, Europeans in this area. Uh, French Jesuit. Roman Catholic priest, uh, Father Claude Jean Alouez. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Father Cl- Jean Claude Van Damme. No, not quite. Claude Jean Alouez. 
Uh, he, he did the first mass in 1669, uh, and then the Menomee uh, began uh, converted to Christianity in the later years and uh, got into the fur trade. Uh, the Treaty of the Cedars start happened in 1836. They gave four million acres to the U.S. and uh, and Americans, Europeans started settling in this area after that. So they gave up a lot of their land in 1836. And I'm sure it wasn't just a peaceful treaty. Right. I'm sure they got it. I mean, they all they got it stolen from them. I mean, bottom line, um, the town was incorporated in 1869. It took its name from the Oconto River. All right. In 1952, we're going to get into this for a second. This is wild. Did you read anything about no anything crazy in this town? You did the true crime. Okay. Well, yeah. In 1952, there was two days where, listen to this number. I want okay. you to pay attention. Okay. 175 million leopard frogs over around the, the town. 175 million frogs. Wait. This happened two days. Two days. For two days. Two days. It was like a plague. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they were plagued by leopard frogs for two days. 175 million leopard frogs. That's wild. How big are they? What's a They're, leopard frog? They are normal size frogs, I guess. They're not too big i saw some pictures uh check out our facebook or uh yeah facebook instagram all that stuff we'll, we'll definitely put it up on instagram we'll put uh how do you get rid of did they kill them all they'd catch them um where did I they go that. they just kind of <laughs> went back like I, I lake michigan uh lake michigan like the water would get high and it would flood into the marshes and stuff and uh the frogs would lay their eggs and all that stuff and then the the uh, the Lake Michigan would, would recede, and a lot of those eggs would dry up, and there wouldn't be frogs. Well, this year, Lake Michigan stayed up. In 1952, the Lake Michigan stayed up, and the marshes had water in them, so they had an explosion. Like all the eggs were able to to birth live egg or live live frogs. So there was, you know, it's just it wasn't. It's not a normal thing. Normally, the Lake Michigan goes down, and it hasn't happened since. But let me read you some. Let me read you some quotes quotes from okay. people, people uh, who were interviewed. And I, I got this from uh, the Oconto County Historic Society. And uh, you can read the, the entire thing at Oconto. It's www.ocontohistsoc.org. Uh, we'll link that in. I should have just said that instead of <laughs> making that awkward. We'll just link that and, uh, and you can get to it and uh, read the entire story. Uh, so it's pretty neat. But here's an, uh, here's here's something from that site. It says, The explosion of amphibians beneath the wheels of automobiles at night sounded like rifle fire. Ugh. People mowing their lawns did so in a storm of fl flying frog legs and truant's frog bodies. Ugh. All right. So huh. this one guy, he uh, he was quoted as saying, They had besieged his house one night in what he swore was a highly organized way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it says he'd gone out of his front, gone out on his front lawn to have a look around with his flashlight and had been confronted by a million shining little eyes. Uh. He started towards the backyard and found that he had been outflanked. He swung the light around and discovered that the whole house was encircled. Uh. It was a scary thing to see, he said. 
By morning, they departed for greener pastures or puddles and were left, and he was left to scoop them out of his basement window wells with a shovel. He took out two bushels. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. Like, just driving down the road, just pop, 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 pop. Just like firecrackers out, and then just mowing the yards. Gross. <laughs> Frog bodies flying to and fro. I would be terrified. Yeah. And that's a lot of warts. That's a lot of warts. <laughs> <laughs> if that's true. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know if anybody, or a lot of, you know, the hindsight, a lot of princes. Maybe. Right? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, bad joke. <laughs> uh, here's another one. The good note was there was no mosquitoes that summer. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, somebody, they did talk about that. They said that they were, uh, they, it seems like they just took it in stride. That would They're be like, worth it. Yeah. To not have the mosquitoes. We have them bad know, down here. You just like took a step in your yard and just like squished a frog. But for would two be days, better than, we could do that for two days. Yeah. <laughs> so. But they, they did say there was, that was, they looked at the hindsight and said there was no mosquitoes that summer. And it hasn't happened again since. So, uh, But some of the older guys, older people in town still remember it and talk huh. about it. All right, so I'll get back to the uh, Menomee tribe. And if I'm saying that wrong, I really do apologize. I, I've tried to, tried to look up the pronunciation, and that's where I got. Uh, so blame the internets. Uh, like I said, they were 10,000 years uh, that they could have been there. Uh, they say that they've always been there. That's what their their oral history has said. Uh, the tribe was terminated in 1960. Yeah. How can you terminate? 1960. Yeah. That's local. That's recent history. Right. 1960 was not very long ago. That's 60 years ago. So that's not very long ago. It was terminated, and they did that. They had some reason. Congress is like, we're going to terminate in 1960. Mm -hmm. That's crazy to me that I saw that. Well, guess what? They're like, nope, we're not. We're not going to take this. We're not letting you take her. So in 1968, they went to the the U.S. Supreme Court to fight it in the Menomee Tribe versus the United States uh, to protect their uh, their treated hunting ground, hunting and fishing rights, and their hunting grounds. And uh, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that they hadn't lost their rights and Congress hadn't uh, clearly ended their ended their hunting and fishing rights in their legislation from 1960. So uh, the tribe regained, thankfully, I, I'm glad they fought, the tribe regained their federal recognition in 1973 and Congress reestablished the reservation in 1975. So not only in 18, what did I say, 1836? Yeah, um, yeah, 1836, not only did they lose most of their land in 1836, and that wasn't the last time they lost their land. They said they had 10 million acres. Mm-hmm. They gave 4,000 4, acres then, so that's 6,000 6, more acres. So they, they had a little bit taken time, more and more over the years, and then in the 1960s, they had the entire reser- the entire tribe was like, nope, you're not a tribe anymore. And like, get you? Right, that's unreal. So I'm glad... In 1975, they did get the reservation back, but it's still too little, too late. But good job, guys, for fighting the government and finally winning something. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it's just crazy what we learn in all this stuff. So let's see. Uh, there are a few famous people, not much. There, I mean, there's, I say that. If you're from Kanto, <laughs> you're going to know that uh, you've had a lot of people 
that have been active in the Wisconsin government, a lot of state representatives, a lot. Mm -hmm. I was surprised for a town of 4,500, y'all have been very active in the Wisconsin government. Uh, There's been a a couple people playing in the NFL, uh, and most of them had played for the Packers at some point or their entire career. Uh, One guy, uh, Red Mack, he played in Super Bowl I in 1967 for the Packers, so that was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, that's Octano in a in a nutshell, and uh, that's oh man, and I a missed frog a frog shell. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was about to say frog shell. That's it in a frog shell. So a uh, frog. There's no segue there, right? Yeah, no, no. I have no idea. Okay, awkward segue into <laughs> murder. Uh, yeah, this is a. Uh, I'm gonna dub this one the helpful handyman. The helpful handyman. Yes. What about when we first saw it? It was the the campground killer. Yes, which is good too. But I had to find something a little different. The helpful handyman. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I saw that in a so. Mm-hmm. Right, the helpful handyman. Yep. Okay. So during the summer of 1976, David Schuldes, age 25, and his fiance Ellen Matthews, 24 were enjoying their weekend camping trip together at McClintock Park Campground in Silver Cliff, Wisconsin. That's a that's a great McClintock. Uh-huh. That's a good John Wayne movie. Is it? Yeah. Oh, All right, okay. Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> watch McClintock <laughs> or McClintock. Okay. Huh. I wonder, was it shot there? Surely. Maybe? No. Oh, okay. Whoops. All right. David was a part-time worker in the circulation department of the Green Bay Press-Gazette and Ellen was employed at the University of Wisconsin Green Bay Library. According to court documents, the engaged couple were going were about to go for a quiet walk. David was finishing setting up the tent, and Helen had walked over to use the restroom. Two shots fired from a thirty caliber rifle, destroying the quiet. A bullet hit David in the neck from over 50 feet away, killing him instantly. The other bullet was found lodged in the bathroom wall. Ellen bravely ran from the killer, who was close in pursuit behind her. According to reports, at the time the assailant caught up to Ellen in the woods about 200 feet away from their camp, where he then sexually assaulted her. After the assault, it appeared he allowed Ellen to put her shorts back on. While she was putting her shirt on, the killer shot her twice in the chest with the same rifle. David and Ellen's bodies were found by a park worker who contacted police. Authorities had very little information as to motive because nothing was taken from the campground at all. I did see that the park ranger found his body first. Okay. And um, and went to he went to town. It took like twenty miles to find a to find a phone uh, to get somebody up there. So it took a while to get other people up there to help and investigate. When they got there, they found her purse in, his, in the front seat of his car. and was like, oh, "There's okay. someone else." There's someone else, and it took him. It took him. It took him a while. To, it took him a while. The park ranger a while to find his body, and then after they got back, they they searched around and found her body. Right, and nothing was taken from what I've researched. Yeah, I mean, they found her wallet and right. both of them's license. You know, it was all there. Right. Semen was collected from Ellen Shorts and was sent to the FBI's national database, but no matches were found, leaving the case cold. In 2018, though, authorities asked Parabon Nanolabs, located in Virginia, for help in discovering a suspect for the 44-year-old cold case. 
Parabon uploaded the DNA from Ellen Shorts into the GEDmatch, which is a free genealogy database where DNA is sent voluntarily to websites like Ancestry.com. Parabon found the parents of the possible suspects that lived in the Green Bay area. This type of DNA matching was also successfully used to find the Golden State Killer in 2018 and has been used in many cold cases, resulting in matches, which I found fascinating. Yeah. That, I mean, this case is 44 years old. Right. And they found matches yeah. to DNA. Did you find, did you did you read how, how they found, do you want me to talk about that? Yeah. How they got, mm-hmm. uh, all right, so Jed Match, they got in there and they found, they traced it down and they got to three brothers. Mm-hmm. And, um. Uh, is that okay if I talk about it? Yeah, that? that's okay. fine. Uh, they got they got down to three brothers. They got two of them's DNA um, uh, pretty easily just off of... From off. a coffee cup, right. a used coffee cup, and the other one was from the brother's trash. Right. They found it from the trash can. And then the, the guy, the suspect, they got his by doing a survey. Actually, authorities pretended they... Okay, they went to the three brothers. Two were ruled out after they got the DNA. Right. So they had to get the third brother, Ray. His name was Ray. Take it away, Jason. Ray. Van Hoofenhoven. <laughs> it is a really long last name, and it's I'm really sorry long. if you're in the family. Like when he was in school and he was doing his achievement tests and had to fill in the bubbles. There was not enough there bubbles. There wasn't enough bubbles. <laughs> For he sure. He needed extra bubbles. It was. It's a long name. Just look it up, and I'm sure we didn't didn't say it right. So the, to the rest of the family, uh Sorry about that. But Sorry. to this guy, I really don't care. Yeah. So in March of 2018, police deputies knocked on Ray's door, pretending to ask him to fill out a brief survey on area policing. They asked Ray to put the survey in a sealed envelope, and they got the DNA results back, and it was a match. Those who knew him, though, were shocked that he committed a double homicide and a sexual assault. He was a husband, a father of several kids, but he had a dark side to him, though. In 1957, I researched, he was sentenced to six months in jail for randomly attacking a 17-year-old girl. In what year? In 1957. Uh, how old was he when he got caught? Ooh, the, that's a good question. Because 57 and 75. He's pretty old. He, he's yeah, a widow now. Say. His wife had passed away. Because if he was doing stuff in 57 and then shot somebody in 75, I'm 57. 76, yeah. He's 76? No, I'm oh, saying... 76, not, sorry. Yeah. So it's 57. If he's 17 and 57, that puts him in 40. That's 80 years old. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. He's so every he's bit of that. Okay. All for right. sure. He's a, His wife had passed away, got grandkids. He had gray hair. I looked up his uh, mugshot. Yeah, I just looked it up. You finding it? 2019, he was, he's 83. Okay close enough so in 1957 he spent six months in jail for randomly attacking a 17 year old girl striking her in the face back and the shoulder for no reason he she was with two other friends that witnessed this he just ran up behind her and started hitting her and he went to jail for that but six months he should have been in jail for a little longer according to a neighbor ray had been known to get quite angry while he drank and other stuff I read said that he had quit drinking a few years before he got arrested. So I don't know if he was an alcoholic or I'm not really sure. But Ray's bond was set at $1 million where he pleads not guilty. 
David and Ellen's family are remaining hopeful that the killer will be brought to justice. And I hope so soon. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully he can get some kind of something. He can get, yeah. He can. He needs to face time, at least some. I mean, he's 82, so he's not going to get mm-hmm. what he deserves. And this trial is still going on, so maybe by the time we, uh, once we get an update, we can put it up. Yeah. Because that's still going on. Yeah, it's still going on. Actually, the Green Bay Press-Gazette um, article that I'm reading right here was actually published one year ago today, September 27th, 2019. So um, so the original article that I'm reading uh, was from one year ago today. Uh, so uh, things are still happening. And I think in July this year, I read where he came before the judge but they were ruling him incompetent and he was having to go through like an evaluation so, to stay in trial so i don't know if he's trying to get out of it right so did you see the uh golden state killer did you see any of that stuff did you see, i uh, saw he, some of it yeah he just got he just they just put him put him in in prison like they just sentenced him and like he was playing that card where they were doing evaluations to make sure he was good Stable enough. But enough. yeah but he's like this old man and can't you know he's just this frumpy old man and feeble. like plant feeble yeah and all that stuff and then they had like video of him doing stuff in his oh yeah cell and then like as soon as they said the verdict he like stood up like there's nothing like right. he was you know mm-hmm. he wasn't as feeble as he said uh and, going, and who knows this ray guy could be connected to other right. stuff yeah, well, i mean it was a that was a long 44 years is a long time. time. He committed a double homicide and a sexual assault. And he got away with it, too. Right. So that that happens a lot when they get away with it. They're Mm -hmm. like, hey, I I got away with it. I can do this again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and Jed Match, getting back to the Golden State Killer and Jed Match, um, I've mentioned them before, but Jensen and Holes uh, have a a podcast, and it's great. It's on uh, uh, the Exactly Right Network. Uh, with the my favorite murder gals um yeah uh but anyway they they were the investigated uh investigative journalist and the detective that helped solve that case and helped through jed match and on their on their podcast i learned uh, so when jed match pos- popped up i knew this and i actually saw saw this in another article and it reminded me um uh, you have to you if you go on jed match you can you can go on there and release your information uh, so if you did that prior to 2019, you need to go back on there and you need to opt in to sharing your information before it was automatic and you didn't have to do that. You just had to go on there so you can use it and it was good. So that in case you are a killer, right. they can come find you because I'm sure there's some legalities. Or if you're linked, if right. you're linked, if you, if it's somebody in your family, your, your long, your uncle, your fifth cousin once or i don't know if how far it goes but whoever or your brother yeah whatever uh but you have to opt in to this to sharing your your uh your information now you have to do it so if you did it prior to 2019 you need to go back in there and make sure that you've opted in because right now your stuff's just sitting there uh you think you're good but you're not so you need to go back in there opt in uh get your name back up and your information back up uh, where people can look through it so uh, hopefully you're hearing this and you you can do that. Uh, Jensen and Holst did the same thing. They've they've got a lot bigger uh, pull than we do, uh, but just want to throw that out there. But uh, the Jed the Jed match stuff is is really neat, and 
a lot of old guys that got away and girls. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are going to go to jail that got away with stuff for a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Golden State Killer was a huge case. Oh, yeah. It was huge, and he got put away. This guy is going to jail, and uh, if he if he cre- if he did any other stuff, he's you know, uh, you know, it'd be nice for those families to know that this guy did it, so they could oh, have yeah. some peace. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty cool uh, that Jeb Match is doing that. Mm-hmm. And I know you know it's a. Some people are thinking it's a. You know, you're putting your information out there like that, but you, you could. You could help solve a murder, you know. So, uh, and it, it is kind of scary to think about that it, somebody in your family could be linked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's worth it. I mean, they put somebody through something terrible, and they need and to pay the for family. It. Yeah, going forty four years with you know, yeah. newly engaged couple have their whole lives ahead of them, and you know, right. he deserves to be in jail. So, have you done twenty three and Me or anything like that? No, no. Your brother in law has. Has he? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So I can't remember the results of it. As your opinion. Okay. Just Aren't like we you, all? That's <laughs> what I mean. Just what <laughs> you think. So I don't think it, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it's all European stuff in there. Yeah, there might have been some smaller percentages. He made some joke about something. <laughs> Not <remember>. Brad. <laughs> yeah. Love you, Brad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what I think about. I think he did twenty three and me. So okay. I think about him when. When I read that, so talking about the Jed match, so I don't know if he's entered his stuff in or not. Mm-hmm. Text him right now. <laughs> All right, so I uh, want to thank the city of Vacanto for letting us talk about you for, for the night. Um, hopefully you all enjoyed listening to this and learned a little bit. Uh, if you want to go to Encanto, if you're up in the Green Bay area, uh, you can go to thecityofacanto.com. That's their official website. Uh, also get on trip trip advisor and you can find out what there is to do there. I talked about the, um, the copper park. Uh, let me get the, the copper culture state park. Uh, that does sound pretty neat. I mean, there's 10, there, there's thousands of years of information there and there's museums and there's all kinds of stuff. So, uh, so that's definitely going to be a cool place for the history buff. So there's a couple museums, uh, up there. Uh, there's some parks, uh, trails, Oconto River State Trail, uh, where Oconto gets its name. If I didn't say that earlier, it came from the from the river. Um, just looks like a nice little town. So head up that way. Uh, they've got a harbor there, um, and it's close to to Green Bay. So you can go stay in Green Bay if you're ever up there for a game. Uh, just take a little side trip, head up the head up the coast, uh, and and check out little Oconto. So, all right. And if you are from Kanto and you're hearing this, uh, let us know something. Let us know you heard this. Let us know what we missed and what uh, we pronounced wrong. What we pronounced <laughs> wrong. If there's anything that we need to add, we will. We we might end up doing some uh, like mini episodes here and there, like an update. Yeah, updates mm-hmm. or stuff like that. If we find find more information, if we've missed stuff, and uh, and you're like, man, you you all, I don't know how you missed this, but you did. We'll go back and we'll go back and talk about it. That's fine, uh, and I think that would be cool. Uh, that's mm-hmm. I, I think that's a neat thing about this show mm-hmm. is that we're we could talk about any town in the United States, and uh, and we can learn learn about each other, kind of bring us all together in a divided country right now. You know, this is kind of neat where we can talk uh, about 
about how we're uh, how we're the same or how, how we're all connected mm-hmm. as Americans. And I mean, I've learned about a town in Wisconsin. I really don't know anything about Wisconsin. I know more about Wisconsin now than I ever did before. Cheese, Fargo, Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers. That's it. Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> oh, Reggie yeah. White. I mean, there's, I mean, I mean, that's that's it. Green Bay. Listen, in the South, that's like all we know about Wisconsin is cheese and the Green Bay Packers. That's it, man. So now we know about Oconto. We know about the Indian tribe up there. We know know about them and know what happened to them and uh, brought them to light. So yeah, I think that's pretty cool what we're doing. Yeah. It's awesome. Where are we going to go next? I don't know. It's your throw. <laughs> it's mine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did last week. Remember over the over the head? I've got I've got a st- strategy for next week when it's my throw. Oh, okay. But it's your throw this week, so I'm going to get out of the way so you don't hit me. Okay. And watch out for the you wasp. You don't trust me? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm right, kind of like right underneath the map. So, and watch out for the wasp. We've had a wasp uh, problem tonight. Hold on. All right, so we're going to pause for just a sec. Hey, we're back. Yep. And we hit Pinedale, Wyoming. Is that how you say it? That is. Okay. Pinedale, Wyoming. <laughs> have you ever been to Wyoming? I have not. I have. I've been. I've You've probably been, been everywhere, Jason. I've been everywhere, <laughs> man. So I haven't been to Pinedale, but I have been to Wyoming. I've been close. I've been to Jackson. And I'll talk about that more, I guess, next week, I guess. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited, too. I can't wait. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, you can visit our website at yourtowncrimepodcast.com. You can link to all of our social media there. Uh, we think we're going to be pretty active on Instagram, so check us out there at yourtowncrimepod. And like, link, and subscribe, and leave us a review, please, on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we know that matters uh, a whole lot, so please leave us a good, good review. Five star would be wonderful. Uh, if you don't, if you want to leave a one star. Just go on down the road, find another podcast you like, and give them a five star. But uh, skip over us with that one star. We don't need that. <laughs> All right. Y'all have a good week. Mm-hmm.